0: Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsey. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 41, Escaping the Assigned Risk Plan. My name is Thomas Rock Lindsey and I am your small business buddy, instructor and servant and I'm here to help you thrive in your role as an employer. This is where small business owners like you gain employer intelligence in around seven minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. And in the last episode, we learned about the residual market and the assigned risk plan. Now, this is the insurance market where companies who can't find a carrier to sell them a policy end up. The premiums are significantly higher in the residual market making it difficult for you to compete for business. So we'll learn a little bit more about the residual market today and your options for getting out in this episode of Small Biz Brainiac. Let's rock this. Now the top five work comp class codes written by the residual market in 2014 are carpentry, painting, trucking, and roofing. So if you're in one of these industries, then this episode is definitely for you. If you're in the residual market, insured by either a state fund or a carrier participating in the assigned risk plan, then you need to develop and implement a strategy to get out and stay out. And just like in the last episode, I'll refer to the residual market as the plan. So you need to get out. But where do you start? Well, that depends on why you're in there. Entrepreneur has this to say about it in their small business encyclopedia. Quote, If you're in an assigned risk plan, Check with your state's insurance regulators to see if assigned risk policies in your state have higher rates and premiums. If this is the case, then do everything within your power to find coverage outside the assigned risk plan. Talk with other agents. Talk with direct writing insurance companies. Talk with employee leasing companies. Investigate group self-insurance programs available in your state, but don't let it be your agent's responsibility to get you out of the assigned risk plan. Your agent just may not have a viable alternative for you, but that doesn't mean that such an alternative doesn't exist." You might be in the plan because of your historical claims, i.e. your loss history. You might have a good loss history, though, and still be in the plan because of the industry you're in, because of the size of your payroll and premium, and or how new your company is. In fact, 90% of the policies written by the residual market are below $10,000. This means that insurance companies don't like to write small policies. You should focus on growing your business, which increases your payroll, which increases your premium, and then once you cross the $10,000 a year in premium threshold, you should start to have some other options available. Insurance companies establish a risk appetite and they craft underwriting guidelines around that and then refuse to quote anything that isn't on that diet. High-risk industries have few options, and in some cases, depending on the state, your only option is the plan. Some alternative markets do exist, however. For example, the Carpenters Contractors Workers' Compensation Trust for Southern California. Now, this is a collectively bargained carve-out program from the California state system. And it's designed exclusively for the use of carpenter contractor members and their employees. In order to join, you have to have a current collective bargaining agreement with the carpenters union and be primarily in the construction business. In California, carve out programs allow employers and unions to create their own alternatives for work comp that alters the dispute resolution process and saves money on litigation. And that's a huge part of the cost in California. These carve out programs must be established in compliance with California Labor Code and California Code of Regulations and be approved by the Administrative Director of the Division of Workers' Compensation. These carve-out programs still may not be willing to insure you, but it's good to know that they exist. Another option is the National Council on Compensation Insurance's Take-Out Credit Program. Now, the NCCI administers plan coverage for the majority of the states. The TOC program program gives credits to an insurer who will take a business out of the residual market and cover them on a voluntary basis. In 2014, more than 151 million credits were earned for policies removed from the residual market and placed in the voluntary market. That's a 52% increase in credits earned over the previous year. So if you're in the plan, contact your insurance agent and ask him about NCCI's TOC program. Another exit strategy is to look for a professional employer organization, or PEO, and entrepreneur referred to it as employee leasing. They mean the same thing. These are companies that provide complete HR services for small to mid-sized businesses. Their services include payroll, benefits, HR, workers' compensation insurance, workplace safety, and regulatory compliance assistance. Now, according to the Industry Association, small businesses that use a PEO grow 7 to 9% faster and have employee turnover that's 10 to 14% lower, and they're 50% less likely to go out of business. I mean, that's, that's huge. You, you almost need to go with a PEO just on the basis of those statistics. Now, the current size of the PEO industry is between 136 and 156 billion, as measured in gross revenues. And about 180,000 businesses currently use a PEO, and that translates to around 3.4 million employees. And there are between 780 and 980 PEOs currently operating in the United States. PEOs are pretty well regulated in most states, they require licensing and regular reporting to ensure compliance with minimum financial standards. Now, there's not a federal licensing scheme. However, effective January first, 2017, there is a new sort of registration option with the IRS whereby the PEO can become solely responsible for the federal payroll taxes and all the compliance obligations that go along with it. Now, the IRS has always reserved the right to pursue both the PEO and the client whenever there's a failure to comply with the payroll tax laws under this non-delegable fiduciary duty doctrine. The relationship involves the sharing of certain employer responsibilities, so the PEO assumes specific rights and responsibilities and risks through a co-employment agreement, and you, the client, maintain the right to direct and control the employees, although some states require that the PEO also have that right. Now, the PEO pays the wages through their account, although some PEOs will let you draw the funds on your account. The PEO reports and pays the payroll taxes and issues the W-2s and the W-3s using their Federal Employer Identification Number. Local withholding taxes are also paid under the PEO's tax ID numbers, but state unemployment taxes are another story. And In some states, it's paid under the PEO's tax ID. In some states, it's paid under the client's. In some states, it's up to the PEO to make a one-time election as to which method they're going to use. And in some states, it depends on the rate differential between the PEO's rate and your rate. Now, with the PEO, you'll have the expertise necessary to manage critical HR and risk responsibilities. However, not all PEOs are created equal, and there are some things you'll want to be on the lookout for if you decide to go shopping for one. Now, we'll go over those and how to select the right PEO for you in another episode. Now, if your company would otherwise qualify for a standard market policy, then you're in the plan because of your loss history. To fix that problem, you'll need to make a commitment to workplace safety, then assess your risks, identify the hazards, develop a health and safety plan, write an illness and injury prevention plan, implement it, monitor it, measure it, and modify it on a continual basis. And this is a topic in and of itself which we'll explore on the next episode. Well, there you have it for today. Let's recap. The top five work comp class codes written by the residual market in 2014 are carpentry, painting, trucking, and roofing. And if you're in the residual market, find out why and make a plan to get out. That plan could be to grow. You're too small, so once your annual premium's over 10,000, you can reapply to the standard market. Look for alternative markets, ask your agent, and then get a second and a third opinion. Look into NCCI's takeout credit program, shop for a PEO service, or implement a workplace safety program to control your losses, clean yourself up, so the standard market will sell you a policy. If you need help in any of these areas, please reach out to me by heading to smallbizbraniac forward contact, and I'm more than happy to help. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.